hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of After Two. I'm your host, Taylor, and this week we are getting into it. I have been trying to record this episode all day, okay? <laughs> I have been failing at this, and you know what? This is it. This I feel like this is it. I'm going to get this, like, down pack, like... Here we go. <laughs> so welcome back to another episode of After Two. Again, I am your host, Taylor, and today's episode is labeled episode two. Um, you're probably seeing that this is probably the only episode so far, unless you're seeing this like way in the future or hearing this way in the future. Um, it's labeled episode two because I did have a real episode one, but then I deleted it because like I wasn't feeling it anymore. And I'm like, I end up here's what happened. Let me, let me give you the rundown of what happened. I started my podcast and I started on October 24th. And right after, like a few days after when I was getting set to record my second episode, I got pneumonia and (laughs) I didn't expect to get pneumonia, obviously. And then I was sick, obviously. And I was in bed and I was bedridden and I'm, I tried to get up and do things. And I was just like worn out, tired, no energy, nothing fun to say, nothing fun to talk about. So I went back to my, um, I was at home at my mom's house for the longest time. Finally went back to my city and I got a concussion at football. And I was just like, I, my head was hurting way too much. Like I had so much pressure in my head and I could barely see straight. I was dizzy. I had midterms. It was a, it was a mess. Okay. So I've been like trying to bring myself back to recording my podcast and bringing myself back to where I want to be and how I want this to go. So here we are a month later (laughs) with me finally recording a podcast again. So this is going to be probably an absolute mess. Um, Bear with me as I work my way through this whole podcast journey and trying to just get into the groove of things i promise you these will get better over time like give me a few weeks i'm putting out weekly episodes um after two podcast episodes will go up every thursday and then there'll be bonus episodes on saturdays so you might get lucky and get two episodes a week and that's how i'm gonna do it from now until about the end of the year of 2019 and then in 2020, we're going to rework it with my new school schedule because new semester, all that fun shit. Probably going to be Mondays and Thursdays, but again, we'll get into that later down the road. So today, I'm going to talk to you guys a bit about what After Two really is, just kind of short little snippet of it. That way you kind of understand what the hell you're listening to, who the hell I am, because you probably have no idea who the hell I am. Again, I'm Taylor. Um, all my social media, everything is linked in the description of this episode. It's also linked in the bio of my podcast. So check it out you'll see it you'll love it follow me watch me i'm i love the internet i love talking on the internet if you definitely want to hear more of my views go on twitter follow me on twitter at hey jackson it's linked in the description trust me you will not have a bad time on my twitter i love to be on twitter i love to talk my mess i love to talk truths i love to be like i just love being me (laughs) to put it simple i love being me i love having fun it is what it is 
this podcast, essentially I get to go further into it because you only get 140 characters on Twitter and I'm not trying to tweet out massive stories. So the podcast is essentially like an extension of my Twitter, an extension of my Snapchat, an extension extension of my Instagram, an extension of my Facebook. This podcast is literally about life. It's about the messiness of life, the love of life, the inspiration of life, the motivation of life, everything about life, being in your 20s and what that's like. And Honestly, I'm 23 years into this now, um, into life, and actually 23 yesterday. My birthday was yesterday on November 22nd. Ooh, yep, I'm freshly 23. My Jordan year is here. I'm gonna be living life. I'm gonna be doing shit. I'm gonna have fun. I'm living life, like I already said. <laughs> I'm just like just doing whatever I feel is necessary for me, just like this podcast. I don't wanna live my life with regrets, and I tested out YouTube at one point, And it kind of went okay, but then I fell off because I had school. So I wasn't really regular with that. The podcast, I always want to do a podcast. I'm trying to be regular with this. We'll see how it goes. I'm really pushing myself to do this every single week. Like I carry my microphone with me to my mom's house, to my apartment, like wherever I go, this microphone goes with me. So I'm really like, I will be posting every single week, every Thursday, you will have episodes. And then if you're lucky, there'll be a bonus episode on a Saturday. Most likely you guys will have Saturday episodes because I don't do much on the weekends anyways. But yeah, um, let's just jump into this podcast and what I have planned. I have literally have an entire agenda right in front of me. So I already explained where I've been. Pneumonia, concussion, good stuff. Turning 23, yeah. Um, like I quickly spoke on that. I'm now 23. I'm excited. I'm happy. My expectations of being 23 aren't that different from 22 because it's just like an extra year. I haven't gone over the hill yet. I ain't, I'm not 25 yet. Um, even though like a lot of my friends are like over the hill, my sister's over the hill. I'm here like creeping up the hill. So I'm getting there, but 23, I honestly expect to just make more money, um, make new friends, more friends be, who are more business oriented and like success oriented. I don't like having people that what could weigh me down or drag me down. I'm not, I, I don't like that. I like people who are, focused and people who want to do better for themselves so making more friends like that and supporting those people because there are only a very few amount of people that actually support me who are in my daily life and I cherish those people so freaking much you have no idea so I just want to make more friends like that I want to socialize more go to networking events step out of my comfort zone I am so boxed into my comfort zone because of my social anxiety and I know people are like oh everyone has anxiety these days trust me I've had anxiety my entire life like when I was younger if someone were to come over to my mom's house and I was upstairs in my room already and I heard an unfamiliar voice, or even a familiar voice, it could be my mom's friend, a family member, whatever. If I heard someone else's voice in my house, I would stay in my room. I would lock myself in my room because I was so scared to go downstairs. Like I've had anxiety my entire life. And it got to the point that even in my own apartment, like I have four roommates and they're all females. And one of my roommates had her friends over. And I literally heard them in the kitchen in my bedrooms across from the kitchen. And I was like, oh shit, like I have to use the washroom. But I didn't want to leave my room because I got so freaking scared. Like I was panicking. Like I literally went up to my door ready to open like my door and I just couldn't. Like my body froze because my anxiety just like took over. And I was like, oh shit. And that's when I knew like, okay, I have to really work on this. I can't be socially anxious. And I'm only socially anxious in groups of people or um like even small groups of people like if it's like three four five people like i i still get nervous even moving into my apartment with all my new roommates it was like 
I had social anxiety. Like I didn't know them and I didn't know what to say or how I could act around them. Now I'm very much like I'm comfortable because I've been there um, frequently. So I'm like, okay, you know, this is good. I'm fine. It is what it is. I'm not as scared anymore, but I still have my anxiety of like, oh shit, like it is what it is. But I'm trying to step out of that comfort zone this year in my next year of life and just really push myself to not let my anxiety hold me back. So that's like the one thing I'm really working on for this next year of my life. And I really, okay, my thing is I want to travel more. Anyone who knows me knows I do travel quite a bit already. Um, I travel about like two, three places a year. I always do one place abroad, um, once to the US and somewhere else in Canada, if I can. If I don't, at least I go two places at least a year. Um, and I know it sounds like, Taylor, you're traveling enough already. I want to cross, I want to hop the pond. Like I want to go to the UK. I want to go to France. I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Croatia. I want to like go to Europe and explore Europe. Cause I've explored a lot of the Caribbean and some of, um, what do you call it? Like, I don't know. No, it's not Central America. It's still North America, Me Mexico. I went to Mexico and I went to a lot of islands in the Caribbean already. So I want to just kind of like get myself out of the typical warm tropical weather and kind of cross, cross over and go to Europe and explore Europe and all the architecture and the historical sites and all that kind of stuff. Like, I really just want to enjoy that culture because I haven't done that yet. My mom has gone over there and she says it's great. So like, I really want to go as well. Um, and when I'm 20, well, as I'm 23, throughout my 23rd year of life, um, I want to start a second company. So when I was 22, I actually managed to start a company, publish a book, um, really push my acting, you actually can see me in the background of some TV shows and movies. One movie in particular, um, Let It Snow, it's on Netflix, like a Christmas rom type of, it's a romantic teenage love thing. I don't know. It's one of those quirky movies. Um, but towards the end, when they're in the Waffle House, you can actually see me dancing. So if you don't know what I look like, go to my Instagram. It's um, at Taylor Jackson, T-A-Y-L-U-R-J-A-X-S-O-N look me up you'll see what my face looks like and then go to watch let it snow on netflix scroll towards the end and that last scene in the in the waffle house and you'll see me dancing you'll see me throughout like the shots like my friends were able to point me out and i was like yep that's me um <laughs> so i've really been pushing my acting and getting out there more i can't wait for the new year actually 2020 when all these other shows that i filmed earlier this year um i'm in the background of a lot of those like I just can't wait to be like, there I am, there I am, there I am. I'm all over the place. So I'm actually really excited for this next year of my life because I'm going to push myself even more with acting and I'm going to push myself more with my education and these companies. Like I already have my one company. I'm starting my second. And my second company is going to be in relation to like podcasting and all that kind of stuff. So once I have more details, once I sort out all the nitty and gritty about that, I will definitely tell you guys what's going on. Um, but my book, yeah. So I published a book called Chasing Tomorrow Sunset. That link is actually in the description of this episode and my bio. Um, it's also linked in my Instagram and I believe it's linked on my Twitter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, go, like, go, no, it's pinned on my Twitter. It's actually the first post you'll see on my Twitter. It's amazing. I wrote this book with all intentions of hoping that it helps somebody in the sense of whether you're feeling sad, you're happy, you're in love, you're dealing with a toxic relationship, you're dealing with your own mental state, like whatever you're going through, because life is so unpredictable and this book is literally about life, you can find something in my book to relate to. And if you can't, I'm sorry, but you most likely will. Like 
over the past few months, I've been running these things by like certain things I write by people and they didn't really know it. I'm like, oh, what do you think about this? And they're like, oh yeah, this is great. Oh, I can really do this, da, da, da. And I'm like, cool. Like even guys that like I went out with on like one date with, I'm like, okay, if you were to read this, like what is, what kind of memories does it bring? Like, does it like, I, <laughs> I essentially like scouted people to see like what they thought about my work without them knowing that it was mine. And I got great responses to be honest. And I was like, oh shit, like this is, this is pretty fucking good. So I put it in my book. I published it. It's on Amazon. You can go buy it. I'm very proud of it, seeing how I am now 23, but I put it out. I, I published it when I was 22. So I did a lot in my 22nd year of life. And now I have to do even more in my 23rd year of life because I just want to be successful. And I want to see myself go past what I've already done. Like I'm technically already on Netflix. Like not many people I know can say that. And even, yeah, I'm just in background, I'm still there. And I'm there like a few times. It's not just like one show or one movie. Like I'm there a few times. A lot of stuff that films in Toronto, like I'm either in the background of the show or like I'm there. So like to say like, okay, I'm on Netflix. I've published a book, started a company. Like what more, how can I achieve more? How can I break the glass ceiling? How can I get up the ladder? Like I'm really trying to do that in my Jordan year, my 23rd year. I'm trying to push the envelope and go past what other people expect. I've already technically gone past everything. People are like, oh, you're like, you're in school, you're doing this. Like, I don't really see much for you. And I'm like, okay, cool. You don't see much for me, but I see a shit ton for myself. And because actually when I was 21, I'll go into a quick little story here. When I was 21, I had a group of friends and they were like my friends that I've known since literally like some of them like late elementary school, like beginning of high school. So like grades, grade eight, grade nine. And I've been friends with those people for a long time. And it came to the point, like almost 10 years. And then a situation occurred over the summer of 2018. And I had a falling out with some people. And I just removed myself from my friend group. Mind you, I've been in this friend group for almost 10 years. And I just took myself out. I was like, I can't fucking deal with these people. Like they are very, and I say this in the nicest way possible and they know it's true, but they're very stay put. Like they're, they're okay being where they are. And I don't like that because they're not necessarily in the greatest of place. Like our hometown isn't that great. Um, I up and moved to a whole new city. I got my, I got an apartment. I'm in school. Like I'm like, I'm doing shit. They're very stay put as in like, this is my life. They still live at home with their parents, which nothing's wrong with that. Like, my sister stayed at home for quite some time until she finally moved out and moved to Toronto. Like me and my, like me and my sister, like we get out, we go, like we're, we do our thing, but they're very stay put and they're very okay with doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it's like, how many times can you go to the same fucking place and still like you, would you want to switch it up? And I always want to switch things up, but you know, when your friends don't have as much money as you or they're too cheap to pay for certain things. It becomes, it, it's annoying. It becomes so fucking annoying that you're like, oh, whatever. So there's a whole situation that happened. And I just kind of realized that was like my moment of realization that these people were not going to push me further in life. They were only going to hold me back, which is why when I like essentially washed my hands of them, I was like, you know what? I have to let you guys go now because you're not doing anything for me. There's no utility in our friendship. It's purely the pleasure of laughter and memories. And I will always cherish that and I'll always love them for that. 
but there's no utility because they're so okay with being where they are. And it's like, don't you want more for yourself? But again, not everyone can see that there is more out there or they might, or they think that they don't have all the opportunities or chances. And I get that. But me, I see opportunity everywhere. Like I see inspiration everywhere. Like I want to push myself. So after, when I was 21, I kind of got rid of those friends and I focused on my birthday in turning 22. I really told myself like, this is it. So when I turned 22, like I've already, I already applied to my new school. I was looking for apartments. I got my acceptance. I moved, like I just got out of my hometown and I moved and I just really focused in 2019 pretty much just making my life better. And I look back and I'm like, holy shit, I achieved so much in such a short amount of time. Like, what if I managed to achieve even more than that when I'm 23? So 23 is that year of like, I'm really, really, really pushing myself to do more and to achieve more and to succeed more and just be more of who I am and not hold myself back because of other people. Which is why I'm excited because I'm putting out a, a second book in 2020. Um, potentially in may it's already written and formatted but i just put out a book so my mom's like hold off don't put out another book so quickly because then you can't keep up with them like if you can't like if people expect you to put out a book every three months like can you keep up with that for a while and i'm like uh probably not but maybe like who knows so i'm holding back on this book um i'm excited to actually publish this book eventually so that's coming out but chasing tomorrow's sunset that's already out it's my pride and joy of being 22 and my life over the past five-ish years, six-ish years, like, read the book. Buy the book, read the book. Trust me, you'll love it. If you don't love it, I'm sorry. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, so I, I already talked about my anxiety, kind of. I'm just reading here on my little agenda. Okay, so, okay, there's a topic I wanted to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about it in this episode. I'll talk about it, like, in the next episode. But we'll fast forward to something else called, like, new beginnings. So, like I was saying, I got rid of some friends, and... I've kind of held on to the idea in my head that maybe I can reconcile with them. And then I realized about a few months ago that I don't think I could ever forgive them for what they did and how they treated me because I was the only person who got zero fucking genuine support. Like everything went down and I was made to be a villain of some sort because people took assumptions. They made their own assumptions about things that they saw. Like if you go on my Twitter, you'd see that I talk about anything and everything. And I don't really talk about people necessarily, but if I do, it's because that person's probably talking about me on Twitter. But my friends always knew, like if if I ever had a problem with them, I would talk to them like to their face. I've never been like too shy to ever say shit to their face because I've known them for so long. Like if I got a problem, I'll fucking tell you. Like it is, it is what it is. It's how I am. But they somehow made an assumption that when I was on Twitter, that I was, it wasn't actually them. It was actually another girl went on my Twitter, told the girl I was feuding with at the time, like, oh, do you see her Twitter? I think she's talking about you. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And ever since then, I have literally shut down from a lot of people. I don't tell a lot of people what the fuck goes on in my life. Like, I'm supposed to be close with these people, but I can't. Because, like, in my head now, it's they've they've destroyed that level of trust. Because when everything went down, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, 
I was the one person that like nobody cared about my feelings in the situation. Nobody really supported me on anything. And it really fucking sucked because I'm like, I'm the one that's, I'm like the victim in this situation. I'm the one being lied to. I'm, I'm the one being betrayed, abandoned, stabbed in my back. Like, how am I the one that doesn't get the support? How am I made out to be the villain when I actually didn't do anything but be a good friend? Like, what? So that, that like, when I realized a few months ago that like, that was it, like, I really tried to muster it up in myself to be like, you know what? You can reconcile with some of them, like, maybe even just one of them. Like, you've known, you've known some people for like literally 10 years, like, try. And I'm like, no, like, I've really been fighting myself on this for the past year. And I was like, I can't, I really, like, if they were so quick, and this is how my mental thought is, if someone who I've been friends with for 10 years is so quick to push me aside for some pussy and destroy 10 years of friendship just to get some ass, get some pussy, if that's what our friendship was worth after 10 years, I don't need you in my life. Like, that's literally how I see this. This is how I feel like it all went down. That that's the worth of our entire friendship because you threw it away for pussy. Like, no, like that's like, and that's how I thought about it ever since everything went down. And even then, like I even told the dude, I'm like, yo, like, you know where I live. If you got a problem, you got shit to say, run up. Nothing. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you. So because of that, I literally kept trying to ponder, like, be the good person, be a good Christian, like, forgive people, like, and I'm like, I can't. I like, I like, I can forgive them for what they did, but I don't, I'll never forget what they did. And I cannot bring myself to the point of reconciling with them. I've managed to reconcile with my ex, who we had a very toxic relationship, like, me and him are cool now. Like we're like we're friends. Like we've managed to move past the shit of our relationship and actually become friends again. And trust me when I say it was toxic, it was toxic. Like shit, the way shit went down between me and my ex was just that's a story for another time. But anyone who knows knows that that was a toxic relationship. It was very toxic and we just we could not be together. It was a disaster. And a year about like a year and a half after we broke up like he literally hit me up and he apologized and like we were able to move on from that which is why like in the back of my head i'm like i can forgive somebody like if i can forgive my ex i can forgive these people but then i realized i can't because they continue to do shit and like recently like the other day the reason like i know i can't actually forgive them is the other day i was um going through my external hard drive just reviewing all the videos that I've had, just kind of like clearing some stuff out, make some space. Not that I need to make space. I have a one terabyte hard drive. Like that shit is not close to full, but I kind of want to get rid of some things because I just want to say goodbye to a lot of my old life. Cause I told myself when I turned 23, it's a new beginning. It's new, like new chapter of my life. And I was going through the videos and I was laughing. I was having a fun time just like looking back on some of these memories. And I'm like, oh shit, this was funny. Like, damn. And I posted some of them to my Snapchat. And then apparently, and then what I did is like when they were in the video, I either put like an emoji over their faces or I scratched their face out. Cause I'm like, yeah, like I don't need your face on my social media. And apparently they're mad at it. Like someone actually like messaged me, like a few people actually messaged me and they're like, yeah, like, yo, they're wondering like, why are you posting these? Da, da, da. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like it's my own videos. Like 
I'm in, like, I'm very present in these videos. It's not like I'm just recording them. Like I'm in these videos. These are videos of me. And like, they were in like two of the 12 videos that I posted to my Snapchat, but apparently it was such a problem. And I was like, that's, that's stupid. In my opinion, that's so stupid. Like you have a problem with me posting videos that I'm in, videos that are mine. Like, and to continue, continue to talk shit about me behind my back is kind of like, really? So that's why I know like I like I'm done and this is like me like literally just saying goodbye to my past because they are like I've tried to really come to terms and try to be a good person and just say like maybe forgive them just try to forget like I can't I cannot I cannot forgive and forget I can only move on from the situation so like I have to say goodbye to the people I once loved and goodbye to my old friends because those friendships are done those friendships are gone like they would literally have to come to me because I was the one that was literally hurt. And I'm like, they would like, if my ex can come to me a year and a bit at, like after our relationship, after the whole blow up and apologize, these guys can do the same thing to me. Like, I'm not begging for an apology. I'm not asking for one, but I'm saying for me, for it to ever be okay, I'd have to get an apology out of them because I'm not just going to be the good person that I always am and be like, oh no, it's fine. Cause anyone who knows me knows that I'm so forgiving and I'm so like, okay, no, I've been like burned. I've been screwed. It's whatever. But now I'm like, I can't do that. I can't forgive somebody who literally took a hot knife and stabbed me in my back, who lied to me, who talked shit about me, who threw away 10 years of friendship for pussy. Like you've got to be fucking kidding me. So no, like I'm officially, now I'm 23. I'm saying goodbye to everything. I'm saying goodbye to my old friends. I'm saying goodbye to the, the hurt that I've had. I'm saying goodbye to the drama. I'm saying goodbye to everything because I am clearing my life of that shit because I have to. In order for me to move on and be okay with myself, I have to say goodbye. And it kind of leads into like the whole, this whole um, podcast I was listening to, um, Dr. Drew After Dark. He was had a guest star, um, Christina P. And they were talking about trauma and like, the feeling the void of like when you no longer have that pain in your life there's a void and sometimes people try to fill it with new pain because it's something that they're used to something that they're okay feeling because they felt it for so long and I've been okay with that pain like bringing more pain into my life for the longest time because all I know is being hurt and being backstabbed and lied to that I realized I can't keep traumatizing myself because of past trauma I need to essentially be okay within myself and realize that yes there's going to be that void but i need to fill it with something good which is why i'm saying goodbye to all that bullshit and i'm essentially giving myself a clean slate but i'm also giving them a clean slate which is why i'm saying that they ever were to apologize in the future i'm giving them a clean slate of like all you have to do is apologize and that's it i'm not gonna bring up old shit i'm not gonna like be like, oh, you did this and like, no, like I'm giving myself a clean slate and turning over a new leaf because I need to do that for my own mental state and for my own sake, because it's what I need to do for my own, for myself. And me being 23, I realized the clock is ticking for me. <laughs> like I'm trying to succeed and I'm trying to do all this good stuff. And in order for me to be able to focus on this good stuff, I need to get rid of all the baggage of the past. So I'm saying hello to my future. I'm saying hello to my new mindset. I'm saying hello to all the opportunities that are gonna come and all the success and support that I'm gonna receive. Like I'm saying hello to all of that. And I'm really excited because it's what I want and it's what I'm 
been working so hard towards over the past year, year and a half, like I am going to succeed. <laughs> I'm saying hello to my new future and I'm saying hello to everything that I've always wanted. And I'm saying hello to everyone who actually wants to be on that journey with me and all the new friendships and the, ooh, oh my God, I almost choked. And on the current friendships that I have, all those current friendships, I'm like saying hello to come on to this new ride and this new trip with me and just, just come with me and support me and I will support you like I always do. And I'm just, I don't know, I'm really excited. And this new beginning of my life and just being happy, like genuinely happy and that's all I've ever wanted for myself. And that's all I'm ever going to have for myself is happiness. And it's funny because like when I turned 23 at literally like 12 o'clock, even though I was sleeping. So when I woke up around like six, seven o'clock, I was like, I felt new. I felt refreshed because I literally left all of that baggage when I was 22. I left it on the doorstep of November 21st at 11.50 p.m. because that's when I knocked out and I left it all there because I didn't want to bring that into 23. And yes, I can talk about it, but I'm not going to like, I'm not going to still have the same pain of the situations. Like when I think about it, it's kind of like a done deal. Like it is what it is. And I'm okay with that because it's not going to be my life. It's not going to be something I focus on in my life. I'm really just trying to become a better person and just be happier because like that's all I really want in life okay so I took a short break <laughs> um had to drink some water I was like choking I'm still dealing with being like slightly sick but like it is what it is but to get back on the topic of like being happy and I, when I turned 23, on my birthday, I woke up, I laid in bed, said like, thank you to like all my family and my friends who messaged me like super early in the morning. Um, funny enough, my friend Angelo, um, I actually will link his music and stuff in the description box below. He goes by um, Lexicon. He was the first person to actually message me happy birthday. And I was like, oh my God, like I was actually really, really, I was really happy. Because I didn't like, there's people who I didn't expect to actually send me like birthday messages. Because I was like, oh my God, sorry. I'm like, I don't know. You can probably hear me like I'm trying to shift around. I'm trying to get comfortable here. Um, I didn't think certain people were going to message me for my birthday. And it's weird. The people who I didn't think were going to message me happy birthday ended up messaging me. And I was like, oh shit. I'm like, okay. Like, I like this. And it's the people who have actually been supporting me and being very helpful um with me and like my journey and my journey of happiness and peace and i'm just i felt like i felt so blessed to have these people in my life and i went to church like my like when i woke up my mom walked by um my bedroom and she went she walked downstairs and i'm like hello because like it's my birthday you'd think my mom would come to my room and be like happy birthday no she literally walked past my room walked downstairs and i was like oh rude and <laughs> i was like hello she's like and she's like looking in my room from like the stairs and she's like squinting and I'm like, is she blind? Like, can she not see me? So then I moved like more into the door frame. She's like, oh, I thought that was your giraffe. Cause like I have this big giant giraffe, like this stuffed giraffe that my, um, my friend Daryl got me for my birthday a few years ago. And it's like literally just chilling. It's, it's a massive giraffe. If you were like, I might post a picture of it on my Instagram sometime. 
Um, my giraffe's name is Danny. I love Danny. Danny's cute, Danny's fluffy, soft, everything. So my mom was like, oh, so then she came walking back up the stairs. She came to my room. She's like, um, oh, I'm going to church. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, you should come too. And I'm like, eh. She's like, get dressed, let's go. She's like, you got a bra on? And I'm like, no. <laughs> She's like, come on, let's go, you look fine. Mind you, I'm in a shirt um, that says coffee, water, whiskey. And my mom wants me to go to church wearing that. And if you're wondering, like you can actually get this shirt probably, I don't know, maybe you can still get it. If you look up the Always Running, I actually, I'll link his stuff in the episode as well. Um, he has a whole like merch shop and yeah, I have, this, I have one of his shirts that literally says coffee, water, whiskey. And my mom wanted me to go to church in that. I'm like, have you lost your mind? I'm like, one, no, I don't have a bra on. Two, I'm not wearing a shirt that says whiskey on it to church. Like, and my mom's like, okay, well go get dressed. So she's like, you got 10 minutes. And I'm like, shit. So I got up, brushed my teeth, washed my face, unwrapped my head, threw on another shirt. I actually dressed up myself really fucking nicely. And I went to church and my, my, when I went to church, my mind just kind of felt like freed. Cause at first I was like, I didn't fight my mom on it. Usually I fight my mom on going to church and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And my mom's like, just come on, like, let's just, let's go. So this time I didn't fight her. I went to church with her and we walk in and my pastor's husband was actually preaching cause they have stuff on Fridays. They actually do a lot of prayer throughout the week. So you can come in the morning and preach with, um, not preach, you can pray, pray with the pastor and like listen to the, the um, morning sermon and my pastor's husband was there preaching. Um, I can't remember what his name. He's a pastor too, but the pastor of the church is a female and her husband was there and he was there just going on and preaching and I was listening and he was telling like stories of the Bible and we have these, um, these seven points that, no, sorry, these eight points that we, um, talk about and we're talking about like the overflow and the abundance of the rain. And there's something that hit me when he started talking about peace and joy and he's like, peace will always be ahead and joy is your companion. And I was like, oh my gosh. He's like, every step you take, peace has already been there. Peace is now another step ahead of you and joy is your companion. Peace and joy. You're walking in peace and joy. And I was just like, something about that just kind of hit me because I've been searching for my inner peace quite a bit actually. like. 2019, I told myself, like, I'm going to find happiness. I'm going to find inner peace. And turning 23, like, this is my birthday. Like, the first thing, like, it just, at being in church, like, I even posted it on my Instagram. And I'm like, when God calls, you answer. Because something in me, when my mom told me, let's go to church, and I initially said no, something in me was like, no, like, go to church. Like, just go. And I got a lot of, I got a lot out of going to church. And I am religious. I am Christian. Like, I'm very proud to be Christian. Um, it was just something about hearing that from my pastor and knowing that I told myself when I turned 23, my life is just going to be about happiness and inner peace and joy is obviously a synonym of, um, happy and hearing my pastor just preach about this, about joy and peace. And I was like, this, this, ha this has to be a sign. Like this has to be a sign from God that that's like what I've been preaching, what I've been wanting for myself is going to come. And the overflow of emotion that I felt. And as I was in church, um, my friend Fuzzle, like my boy Fuzzle, I've known Fuzzle since like grade seven. So 2008. 
So I've known I've known for quite a while, and over t- over ten years, almost twelve years now actually. Um, I've known him, and he sent me a happy birthday. So I saw it. I was in church, and I look at my phone. I see happy birthday, and then he sent me like more like lar- like bigger messages, and like just I'm gonna keep the message private, obviously. But like he he said some stuff to me that literally made me cry, and I was in church, and I was like. Cause I was just like looking at my notifications because like you shouldn't really be on your phone in church. And I started crying because of something that like the stuff that he said is just like, it was so heartwarming. Cause like over this, these past five years of my life, I have really been just like dealing with so much like the death of my father, the dealing with a toxic relationship, dealing with um, broken friendships and losing a really good like guy friend of mine who like I literally trusted and like being stabbed in my back by this girl that... <laughs> karma has gotten her several times and just dealing with a lot of shit and negativity and people really just looking down on me and talking crap about me and people not knowing me and me for me like not knowing my genuine personality or my genuine self because I've always been so scared to really put myself out there and I told myself like when I turned 23 like this is it like I'm literally putting all of myself out there I'm putting all my eggs in one basket and saying hello here I am this is Taylor and I was shocked, like genuinely shocked that like people don't, like when I realized that people didn't real like the, people didn't know me, people don't know me genuinely or like know my full personality. And then seeing the message from Fuzzle and I was like, this is someone who's known me since I was like 11, 12 years old. This is somebody who knows the good hearted side of me, the person who knows like how genuine I am and how much I support and care for people. Like this is someone who's, who knew me at my absolute innocent and then seeing me now and like he, his message just made, literally like made me cry. And then like getting messages from like my uncle and my aunts and everything and like my family. And I was just like, damn, like there's like, I'm like, I've always been like searching for people to support me, but like I have these people here and I'm like, I didn't like, like I always knew they were there, but I didn't like fully grasp that they were there. So I'm gonna make more of like a conscious effort to really be there more for people and like really take their support. And I just want that that happiness to be there for like I want to make happiness be a key part of my life and having that inner peace, which I found inner peace. Like everything of my past that's happened, I've I've honestly just thrown it away. And hearing the words of joy and peace come out of my pastor's mouth and listening to the stories and listening to his sermon i was just like this is literally a sign and i know i'm probably rambling or like taylor's is so boring but <laughs> i felt at ease and i felt at peace and when i cried i let it all out and i literally just like i put it off like all my troubles all my worries i just let it go and i feel amazing and I feel so happy and so full of joy that I'm like, I can literally do anything. And I know I have the support and I know I have those friends there who are willing to walk with me on this journey. And I walk with them on their journey and I'm always supporting and being there for my friends because it's it's what I just naturally do as a person. So having this new, be- this new beginning and just really just like looking back and saying like the past is the past. It is what it is. I don't hold any grudge. I don't hold resentment. I don't. I'm not angry anymore. And that void that I had is no longer a void of chaos. It's a void that is not even a void. It's just a space in my life that's been freed up that I can't wait to fill with amazing things. And 
I think that's like over these next few weeks and these next few months, especially with these podcasts and me talking about like what life is like, like we're going to get into my relationship life probably in the next podcast because like, let's talk about that that's gonna be more the fun podcast is next week's episode um <laughs> this is more me just kind of rambling and talking about like you know what life is essentially going to be like for me at the age of 23 and as we progress and as i get older throughout the months like i'm gonna refer back to this podcast when i turn 24 and let's see if i actually achieved everything i've wanted to achieve Let's see if I manage to really have that peace and joy in my life and the support and really push myself to succeed. Let's pray I'm a millionaire by the end of next year. <laughs> like, I want to make a good amount of money. I'm not saying I need to make a million dollars by the time I'm 24, but like, I would like to have made a lot of money, um, especially with my business and my online store that's coming out. Like, you could actually follow my store's Instagram page. Um, it's at Jensky Co. J-E-N-S-K-I-C-O. Again, all this stuff will be linked in the description of this episode. It'll be linked in the bio, like all that fun stuff. With this with this podcast, like I'm really trying to push this. I'm really trying to succeed with this. I wanna get sponsors for this, um, especially like Audible. Like if I can get Audible to sponsor me, that'd be amazing because like I'm an author. Like I have a self, like I self-published a book. Like I have a book on Amazon. Like I have another book ready to go and publish that. Like I'm probably gonna do an audio book audio version of my book and i'm gonna see if i can upload it to audible so i think if i can get audible to sponsor this podcast like hello like i'm putting these up every week with potential bonus episodes like this will be worth it <laughs> i'm worth the money i swear audible if you're listening i'm worth the money any other sponsor any other company like i'm worth it this is gonna be a great like this podcast is just gonna be great. I know it's probably sounded like this sounds like a super depressing episode and I'm sorry, but I promise you it's gonna be more fun and get more enlightened and more happy throughout the next episodes. It's gonna be fun, it's gonna be exciting. I just wanted to get rid of all of this stuff and just kind of get out the way. That way if I do ever pin to talk about these topics and like pin them on something or like not pin it, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? If I ever use it as um the situations and experiences, if I ever have to talk about it, at least I already laid it all out and there's no hurt or trauma or anything. Like I don't feel anything when it when I talk about this stuff now. So I'm really excited to eventually take all of this and use the experience in the past situations and make turn them into lessons essentially and just talk about life as is because a lot of people will kind of be fake online. And I noticed that a lot, a lot of people are, are, they're fake. They want to be like, oh yeah, like life is so perfect. Look at my Instagram. Oh, I'm traveling. Oh, I'm doing this and that. And it's like, yeah, but what are you really feeling? With this podcast, like I'm literally telling you guys like how I'm feeling about stuff, what I'm doing with my life. Like I am giving you raw, like feelings, emotions. Like you can probably hear it in my voice that I get a little upset. You can hear when I'm genuinely happy. Like I'm giving it to you raw because people don't know how to be real these days. And it's sad because people are so scared to be themselves, but I'm taking this opportunity to be myself and to really show the world and show the people who have been in my life that this is who I am. And with that being said, I do want to say thank you for tuning in. I do hope you enjoyed this episode after two. Again, I'm your host, Taylor, and this is me signing off. And until next time, bye.